everybody, and welcome to Uncle Phil's podcast. I'm Uncle Phil, and today we have John. Um, say hi, he's my nephew, John. Now, hey, hey, um, future nephew. It's eight thirty at night, by the way. You say yeah. good afternoon. Eight thirty well, at night. I've been doing this all day long. Have you? Yeah, the equipment has been having me major problems. Um, you can't even imagine. I tried another laptop. I had feedback. It was terrible. Well, I have three points that I want to I want to make before we even start anything. <laughs> One. I still can't get over that you ripped off your son and your nieces and your own podcast song and just sped it up and threw a couple of hey, hey, hey's in there. But it's exactly the same song, which is quite ridiculous. Um, the second thing is I had one contingency for coming on this podcast, and it was that you had everything set up and ready to go, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. And three... You got to stop being a cheap bastard and just buy the right equipment. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to break down. I did win some money on the uh, Caesars uh, app, so I, I have some extra money now. I can go out and I can uh, get another laptop. Yeah, you, you gamble. You're a big gambler now. Yeah, you... no, I, I want some money. That's enough and, and stuff. <laughs> uh, we're going to have a guy, Chris, call in eventually, but he, he's putting the kids Who's in bed Who's Chris? Right now. He's a friend of mine. I work with him. Very knowledgeable guy. He's on other podcasts right now, so he is wow. a, a, a podcast he's person. He's a big podcast guy. Yeah, so uh, we'll get him in. But let's. Uh, let, what else are we going to talk about here now? Uh, we're gonna, I had some topics here today. What are uh, your topics? Well, the football lawsuit that's going on, uh, the Super Bowl predictions, okay, the baseball lockout, moves that all the New York teams need to make. Those are some items I want to talk about. Go ahead, start it off. What, what's, what's your? Let's do. Let's do baseball lockout. I want. I want to. Okay. I want to speak my mind on the baseball lockout. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's going on, man? All right. We just started up right now. Which we're going to talk about the baseball lockout first, so I'm glad you called in. Chris, say hi to John and to the fans. Hello? Hello, Chris. You hear me? Hey, can you hear me now? Yeah, I lost you there for a second. I don't know yeah. what say hi to everybody. This is Chris. Hey. What's now, going on, Chris? Hey, How are you? Now, Chris is on another podcast, so he is a a regular guest on another podcast. Am I right, Chris? That's correct. You're a big big podcast guy, Chris, huh? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Nice. So I'll go first on on what I believe on the uh, baseball lockout, okay? As you all know, I am not a big fan of the union, okay? I believe that the union and... um, and the agents have kind of ruined baseball because you don't have the uh, the solidarity that you had in the past where your teams were your teams. Right? You fell in love with the players. No, they leave, right? I get that's the free market, but they leave. Anyway, I actually have an issue this time with the owners because especially the Met owners, okay? I'm going to tell you straight out as a Met fan, I have a problem. You want to say, we have no money and we have to lock the players out, but I'm going to give $300 million plus to seven players in the last two years. To me, that's ridiculous. That's my opinion. You? Anything else? John? Go ahead, Chris. Oh, Chris, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, no, I mean, it, 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 to your point, Phil, it is, it is absolutely ridiculous that they would cry about no money. And especially right now, I think it just could, they will solve this only because they're going to need the money. Because if you don't have baseball, again, you know, which we didn't have, you know, you know, two years ago where the season got shortened, they're going to start crying more about money. So this will have to get figured out if they really are, you know, complaining about money but uh it is kind of ridiculous when you have billionaires fighting with millionaires over you know <laughs> over small amounts of money in, in reality you know what i mean it, it's, it's it's kind of ridiculous 
What do you think, yeah. John? At, at this point, um, I, I think it's getting very late in the year, and spring training is supposed to be right around the corner. If not, it's supposed to. I'm sure it's it's pitchers and catchers come in sometime in February, right? Yep. And yep. From what I understood the other day is they took a big step backwards, where the players' union was expecting a counter proposal from the owners, and they denied it. They didn't give them that counter proposal and they wanted to, to go to mediation and the players denied that and they don't want to do that. So that was a big step backwards, which really sucks because I'm going to take it at this point is that they're not going to start on time. Um, that's just my assumption of what's going to happen, which is ridiculous. And that sucks for us as fans. And it sucks for the sport because all they've been talking about all these years is, you know, getting more youthful audience involved and growing the game. And this is only going to hurt the game. So they're not helping themselves at all. Well, I, I kind of, that's what I'm saying. This is a whole big problem. I did see some of the players like Matt Scherzer. Uh, he was came out on Twitter today and was like, well, we gave them a fair proposal for both sides. And I guess that's what he's got to say. But obviously it wasn't a fair proposal. It's in the player's interest. Um, so what I read is the proposal that was out there. It seemed, I mean, as an outsider looking in, it seems pretty, it seems like a pretty fair or at least a reasonable ask. Right, the, they want them to stop um, with the service time manipulation of the of the young players. They want to increase the the pay for the younger players. I mean, all the stuff that they seem to be asking and wanting is pretty reasonable in my eyes. I just feel that I, I want a cap. All right, I want a cap. You oh, can't have up. owners like grow up. You can't have owners like Steve Cohen going out and going to have three hundred million right now and. I know my Met fans are going to be yelling at me like, it's not your money, but those are closeted Yankee fans. That's what they are. Is Chris not, a Met fan? No. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, hey, good. Hey, You're hey. a good guy, Chris. Okay, I knew I liked you already. <laughs> not like Uncle Phil. No, I mean, seriously, I think it's just a joke. Yeah. What's up, Chris? You go ahead. No, no. All you guys say what said is right. I mean, it, it is a joke. Um, again, I do think it gets solved. I do think the season starts a little bit late. But again, they're, they're going to get it done. It's just a matter of how and when. But it does kind of stink for the fans. And, and I like the point about, you know, trying to bring a younger audience in. Yeah, all you're doing is, is killing your audience, young or old here. You know, you're not, they're not doing what they, they keep talking about. They need, they, need, they need youth in this game. They need the young to watch it, and they don't. And if you lock the players out and you don't have the season start on time, it's going to be a, a huge detriment to the fan bases. You know, it sucks. Absolutely. Me just thinking about it myself, I'm thinking about how long this is going to go on for because, you know, there's no spring training. And then uh, do they need to go into a little spring training when they when the deal gets reached, depending on how well, late? Hey, injuries. I mean, exactly. get hurt. injuries. Yeah. So oh, that yeah. make, makes me think of like the COVID season like that. I mean, thinking back to that yeah. when there was 60 games, that sucked. That sucked 60 games. Who? I mean, I don't want anything like that again. And that'll be just another year kind of lost in my eyes. So it, it, it's it's disappointing as a fan which like you said they're kill like uh, they're killing their audience they're killing their viewers they're killing their fanship nobody wants to deal with this get a deal done make it work for both sides which we all know they can do and go and move on and get over this because you know it's going on too long all right yeah so and there's no um there's no mark mcguire and sammy sosa to save the game again unless they're gonna let just steroids run rampant again I mean, that's what only that's really the only thing that brought it back after the strike in '94 or whatever. Right. You know, and, now, and, now and those that's not happening. Criticized. Yeah. Right. right. By, yeah. by me, by the way, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I am one. Anyway, so let's say we get this resolved, right? They come There's a lot of free agents that need to be signed. Exactly. What do you think the Mets and the Yankees should do? 
John, why don't you go first? The Mets, just it doesn't matter what they do because they're the Mets. And honestly, (laughs) me, you know, having a lot of Met fan friends and Yankee fan friends, obviously this is stuff we talk about all the time. We were actually saying how funny it would be if the season like got really cut short or even canceled, like if this got really crazy because it was actually so far a good off season for the Mets and Mets fans are super excited as they always are. But you know, this season they, it, they did do a better job than past season so far on paper. Obviously things pan out differently. It would just be funny for the Mets to just get up. Oh, sorry. Season's canceled. You're going to have to wait another year for Max Serger when he's 47 instead of a, uh, Forty-six to throw for you guys, so that would be pretty funny. But I, I read, a, I saw a report today that Carlos Correa is going to the Cubs or the Yankees. That's what a report that came out today. And as a Yankee fan, I don't know about you, Chris, but that doesn't excite me. I don't want to pay Carlos oh, Correa three hundred and fifty million dollars. I don't care for him, obviously, because of the Astro stuff, and because I just yep. think that there's other players to fill the position for cheaper that will do just as good of a job. So, yeah, I think Carlos Correa is a crybaby. I, I never liked him. Regardless of the the scandal stuff, I just I, I never really liked him. He got injured a lot. I think last year he was healthy, but in general he's gotten healthy. He's gotten hurt over his career. He's a crybaby. I want nothing to do with him. I don't want to spend three hundred million on that guy. Yeah, not, I agree. Especially we got some some stud uh, shortstops in the in the minors. Obviously that doesn't yeah, always do. pan out. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's necessary to take a shot and give someone a long $300 million contract, especially one that's going to be hated by the fans. Obviously, he could be won over easily. I mean, like, he can win the fans over easily. That's just how, you know, how it works as a Yankee. Yeah, but Fickle Yankee fans, I know. Yeah, Fickle Yankee. You guys don't even have anything to be a fan of. Well, today I read a report that the Yankees might be interested in Freddie Freeman. Well, no, they are. In, they've right? been interested in Freddie Freeman. So, I would love to get Freddie Freeman. That's, oh, that's a love. different story. Yeah, Freddie, I mean, you Freddie don't really need a first baseman, play. but okay. You know, it's once again you want it's your mentality of having an all star at every position. We don't, but we do. It. I get it, but we don't, but we do. It's not the um, major need, but it's definitely, it's I, definitely uh, it would fill a need of a lefty hitting first baseman. Yes, it would. It would make the team better. Okay. Um, I, I as a Met fan, I think we need more pitching. Okay, I'm not a huge fan of of uh, what we've done in the off season. It's we've improved the team. But I don't. Th- I'm not a huge fan of what we've done so far, and uh, I've in the last podcast. You're like the first Met fan to say that. In the last podcast, I actually compared this to the 1993 team, which was the worst team the, that money can buy. There's a book about it and everything, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get to that, something about that. But I think we need more pitching. Okay, that's my one. Now watch this. This is pretty interesting. I'll say though, everyone needs more pitching. I think that's just baseball now. Um, in in 1992. The Mets did not have a Hall of Fame manager. They had Jeff Torberg. The team had, had won 77 games, costing uh, Bud Harrelson his job and then Mike Hubbage. The Mets went on a shopping spree that offseason, trading for Brett Sabahagen, former Cy Young and World Series champion, uh, signing Eddie Murray, Willie Randolph, and Bobby Bonilla. Okay? Oh, Bobby! And it became the worst <laughs> team that money can buy. So That you're still paying for today. Yeah, yep. that's right. In 2022, coming up, right, uh, the Mets last year won 77 games, okay? They lost, uh, Luis Ross lost a job. They went on a shopping spree. They signed uh, Mark Canha, Eduardo Escobar, and Stanley Marte, and notably three-time Cy Young Award winner and a World Series champ, Max Serger. Very eerily, sounds like the 93 (laughs) team to me. 
Now, everybody, oh, we got Max Scherzer. And, you know, he might be really good for a year, okay? He's too old to get $43 million a year. And I look at long-term. I'm, you know, as I, I went to school to be an accountant. So I look at these things and I go, all right, what's going to happen next year? Well, the Grom's going to opt out as long as he's not injured, right? As long yeah. as he's not injured. He will opt out. He's going to get $40 million. So now for two guys, you get $80 million on your team. It's insane. It's stupid. Wait, you're missing, you're forgetting Lindor. Add another 30 I, on that. I understand. I'm just talking two players are $80 million a year. It's to me, it's not make sense. That is not sustainable. You got to win next this year. You got to win. Otherwise, you're going to be tearing your team apart. I don't like that. I actually um, also made a, a big deal on an Instagram live when the, when the New Jersey Nets got uh, hardened. I was like, you mortgage your future for this guy and what's happening. Now they're thinking they're trading him and they're not going to win. So it was a bad trade. The same thing. I'm smart. These GMs are not. That's how I look at it. <laughs> right. Let's move on. Um, I got, uh, I want to talk about what do you think of what's going on with uh, Blind Flores? Okay. Uh, Chris, why don't you go first? We're going in order. Oh, it's the Flores situation. Yeah, this is crazy. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, some of the stories are just kind of ridiculous. If any of it is true, I mean, it's it's bad. It's it's bad luck for the NFL. But I mean, he's definitely capsizing his career for a little while um, to try to get a job because he's going to be a little bit toxic there for a little while. Uh, Phil, I think we talked not you know on a podcast but we talked the other day about this. And, you know, the only place I could see him ending up maybe is the Patriots with all this stuff. But he's kind of out at Belichick now too. So I don't know if, know if that's possible. So mm-hmm. uh, it, it's pretty nuts. Uh, it's a bad look for the NFL, but I think he's taking some of it a little too far. You know, uh, you know, who knows? You can't base the fact that the Giants didn't hire you and Belichick sent a text message that this was some sort of racial thing to me. I mean, could it have been? I, I guess. But, I mean, he just made a mistake. He was He's not – he doesn't work for the Giants. You know what I mean? Exactly. He doesn't know for sure. He might have some inside info. I know plenty of people that have inside info. That doesn't mean it's always right, you know? So, I, yeah, I don't know. That one, that's a little bit of a stretch for me. I, you know, the stuff that went on in Miami, if that's actually true, if he was, you know, being told and going to be paid extra money to lose games, that's bad. That's really bad. So, I, I don't know. It's, so, it's kind of nutty. In my opinion, okay, I think that it's going to be very hard for him to prove the giant thing unless, yes. unless there's an email from a giant – uh, personnel per uh, like in the hierarchy to Belichick saying that we've hired the new coach. Was it Brian right. Dabhole or something like that? Mm-hmm. Dabhole, yeah. 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 So if there's something like that, that could be a problem for the Giants. If there's no smoking gun like that, because now the Giants have come out and said they have emails that show that the decision wasn't made until the day after the interview with Flores. But if mm-hmm. I'm Flores and I get that information, I'm kind of upset. Uh, that I'm going in for an interview for no reason. So I can understand his point of view in one way. In the other way, no, because he he's two other jobs he was interviewing for, and now I've thrown that away. Like, maybe after I get hired, maybe I bring it up, right? If you really felt that way. I'm interested yeah. because if the NFL wants you, they will get you like they got John Gruden, Yeah. right? I, I, think, I think the text with Bill Belichick is is 
hysterical because knowing his whole personality and what he portrays and all the jokes and memes about Bill Belichick and what he does in press conferences and then seeing how he texts if that my first thought was there's no way those those are texts from Bill Belichick because it was just a ton of exclamation points and question marks (laughs) and all this personality in these texts that it just seemed so it seemed fake I thought it was a joke when I first saw it but if it is real that is that's pretty wild for Bill Belichick to that, you know, he's a big, uh, he's an exciting texter, which I think is pretty funny. But, but obviously other than that, it is a terrible look for the NFL. If yep. that's the case who, it just seems like there's always scandal surrounding the NFL and Goodell and all, there's always something going on. They're very good at covering things up. They're very good at burying things, but it also blows up in their face a lot. So, I mean, it's definitely a bad look. What I saw with the Giants said, it, it seemed it seemed to make a lot of sense what they were saying, and I don't know how it could be true what Brian Flores is saying because it seems to be that they had just a Zoom meeting with uh, Dable, the who they wound up hiring, and they said that no, there's no way we could have made like the first one was like a 20 minute Zoom meeting, the first call with him. There was there's no way we could have made a decision to hire someone to run our to coach our team off a 20 minute Zoom meeting. So but, but. at that point, Bill Belichick wouldn't have known anything. I don't know. It just seems it seems like the timeline isn't adding up for Brian Flores' case. But obviously, there's always things that can but, come out. And the thing is, don't forget, the GM worked for Buffalo. So did so did the new coach. So he already knew him. So it could have been I'm hiring him no matter what, and I'm just gonna have to go through these these uh, interviews because I have to. I mean, that's a possibility. It could. It could. Um, I mean, listen. That, that happens. Even without take race out of it, that happens in the corporate world oh, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they know yeah. that they they're hiring someone. Sometimes they'll just go through the formalities mm-hmm. of yeah, yeah they, we got to post a job because we have to post it, but we're gonna hire you. I get that. As far as the other thing, everybody knows that somewhere in the organization you want to tank the games to get a better draft pick, but to actually have proof of that because yeah. supposedly that somebody overheard it is bad for the NFL. That's oh, terrible. Bad. And then you got Hugh Jackson come out and say, I I was told to lose every game. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I don't know if it's true, false, but bad look. Bad, bad It look. probably is true, but that's the problem. That's, right. You know. Yeah, it probably is true. You're right. Right. But wait, before you go in, into that further, do you think John Elway was that hungover like Brian Flores is claiming? I mean, he could have been. Don't forget. Uh, what John Elway came out and said was, I flew in. On a red eye. On a red eye. To go and meet this guy because that's the only time he can meet, and I would I might have looked disheveled. He goes, but that's kind of messed up for him to mess to mention that. <laughs> yeah, they but, saying that he walked in, they were all banged up from the night before, like they just went partying. Right. I mean, it's a possibility again, right? It, it, like I said, it's it's a tough situation. I do understand if I go for an interview and and that happens to me where it's already given to somebody, it's a waste of my time. I'd rather you call me up and say I hired somebody. So I'm interested to see if the text message that Belichick was reading who it was from I mean they're gonna have to be a report about it eventually and I'm just curious to what actually happened here um anyway that's that's uh that's what I got yeah all right um all right let's go into the Super Bowl predictions all right I don't know if you thought that the these two teams are gonna be here uh, I didn't I'm uh, happy they are but I am happy they are I am happy they are I, I actually think the Rams are going to win. I, I just I think the Bengals are going to run out of gas, even though I would love for the Bengals to win. Yeah, I I, um, I somewhat agree. 
I think the Rams are the better team. I think the Rams are um, a bad matchup for the Bengals. I think the Bengals don't have the greatest O-line, and the Rams got a great pass rush. Um, but I, I'm all all aboard the Joe Burrow train. I love Joe Burrow. Um, I love that team. That's a great team, the Bengals. So, I mean, it doesn't always matter. The best team doesn't always win. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think logically the Rams, but I'm, I'm, I'm aboard the Bengals. I want the Bengals to win. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I feel the exact same way as you two. Like, I, in my heart, I want Joe Burrow to win. It would be a great story. Also, just coming off, you know, the knee injury last year. You know, nobody thought that team was going to do much and all that and make the playoffs and they just keep going and keep rolling. That would be great. The, the matchup is terrible. The, the the O-line is atrocious. What do you get in that first game? He got sacked like nine times. Like, yep. that's bad. Yep. Um, so, that, that is not as doesn't bode well for him. But the one thing, he just kept winning, though. Despite yep. all that, he just kept winning. So I, I really, really hope that they can pull that out. I think it would be cool for, for Bengals fans and stuff like that, too. It's a team that, you know, hasn't really done much for a long time. So it would be pretty cool for them happy, to win. Happy for Boomer Esiason. Yeah. Well, I heard they sure. they uh, they kind of did Boomer Esiason not right by They didn't, like, include him on the AFC championship celebrations. I heard there was a little friction there. Oh, no way. Interesting. Yeah. Which, which I, it's kind of messed up because, you know, when you think of like the last good Bengals team and it's Boomer Sison and he yeah. was the quarterback and he was the guy. Yeah. So apparently, you know, and he was right there in studio and they didn't, well, wherever, you know, he does the games or whatever game it was and they didn't include him. And I heard there was a little friction there. Mm. Well, interesting. I do have a parlay. I have the over and the Rams. So we'll see how that goes. I wouldn't be shocked. I, I think the Rams are the better team and, and logically they would win, but. I, it's not like if the, like the Bengals win, I'll be like, wow, it was an it was an upset, and I I didn't see that. I think the Bengals could easily win. I, I think they're two very good teams. They got a lot of a lot of offensive talent. Both teams. I mean, Cooper Cup is ridiculous what he's doing, and um, you know Jamar Chase on the other end, and they both got decent running backs and good wide receiving course. So I think it, either team, like I wouldn't be surprised. But Bengals, let's go Bengals. And uh, last thing I want to mention, Chris. You have any shot of winning in that pool we're in? Uh, I don't think so, but you never know. I mean, I'm in like what, like maybe twenty something place somewhere yeah. around there. I'm behind you, uh, maybe so thirty. It doesn't look good for me. Well, yeah, I don't think I have a really good shot. I mean, I got a couple guys left. Like I have Burrow as my quarterback. You know, I have players to put in each position, but you know, uh, I was thinking the Chiefs were going to be here, so I had kept a bunch of them. <laughs> I know, <laughs> which didn't work out for me, but uh, that's okay. You know. Um, you got to get a little creative with these lineups and you know, hope for uh, some crazy breakout from somebody you don't even know, you know? Yeah, but I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I doubt it, but you never know. I think Gary might might win something, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not going to go into my favorite TikTokers today. Please I'm, don't. I'm just, I did that on the other podcast. Just to say, <laughs> um, congratulations, Diane. Kathy has her TikTok back. So I'll just say Kathy Quad, one, two, three. Congrats on the TikTok. I have nothing else today. Uh, John, you have anything? I mean, I'm glad so far this has worked out because uh, Chris, the last time Uncle Phil had me on the podcast, we tried like four straight times and it wasn't working. We'd get through like the first 10 minutes and it would stop. So my one contingency to come back on was to make sure it works. So far, so good, but... Well, we're not we'll looking see. at the we're not looking at the thing. So. Exactly, we're not looking at the computer, so it could have not worked this entire <laughs> time. Uh, Chris, any um, any topics you'd like to discuss? No, nothing really. Again, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it was fun to to do this with you guys. I mean, the next thing, the next big thing in the football, besides after the um, 
Super Bowl will be the draft picks. The Giants and Jets both have two big draft picks. So I'm looking forward to the draft, to be honest with you. But that, that's it. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for coming on. And I'd like to say uh, this is episode number two and many more to come. Thanks a lot. All right. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Chris, you missed my uh, my intro, but I don't know how to put the song back on now. So, uh, And my, uh, my producer's all left to go talk outside. He stole his son's song and just <laughs> sped it up so he can use it. <laughs> nice. All right, Chris, I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.